Razorback basketball continues to trigger other fan bases in the weirdest types of ways. Also, some big honors coming for Razorback basketball when it comes to the All-SEC team and some big pickups for Razorback football. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode of Locked On Razorbacks is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday as we are continuing on to get ready for uh, some Razorback basketball in the SEC tournaments and postseason play and conference tournaments and all that fun stuff too. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll dive into that as the uh, podcast and everything goes on. It's funny because uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday's podcast uh, via YouTube, uh, actually, like, I was kind of surprised it didn't get as many watches as I was thinking because it was going to be like talking about uh, Razorback basketball getting ready for March. Uh, but I have a feeling that this one probably is going to be increased ever so slightly, at least I hope so, because of uh, a few topics, which happened yesterday. So some of you have probably already heard about this, uh, but I wanted to to get my thoughts on it because it's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, which Zach Blackerby, who has come on this podcast before and does a great job with the Locked On Auburn podcast. He's a good guy. I know people like to hate on Auburn and everything, but he's a good dude. So go easy on him. Uh, but he had a really interesting interview yesterday and uh you know which you know we can always have interesting interviews to say certain things and especially when other teams and other players talk about uh your team and whatnot it's usually pretty basic but that didn't happen yesterday because zach blackerby was joined by zepp jasper who is a guard on auburn's uh, basketball team uh has i think he averages like five points a game but has played in almost every game this year but did not play in the arkansas game in bud walton arena well, he was a guest on Locked On Auburn just yesterday, and uh, Zach asked him about teams that he could face again, teams that they lost to, and how they really could kind of look for that revenge in the SEC tournament. And uh, his answer was pretty, pretty crazy. Take a listen to this. Yeah, Zep, there's a very real scenario where if you guys win all three games that you need to win to win the tournament, that you will play Florida, you will play Arkansas, and there's a real chance you play Tennessee again, the three teams that that beat you guys in the regular season. Is that something that you guys want? Do you guys kind of want to force them to say, hey, can you guys do it again? Well, you know, it's a tournament. It's, it's, a, it's a bracket. Right. Um, we're really not forcing the issue, but <laughs> we would love to get them back especially Arkansas, not really in Florida, but Arkansas. We love to get them back. We see them on the side, and when they win, we win. That's that's one for sure. We would want to play. Right. Um, we would just feel like we was disrespected. They feel like, you know, they got to win. They feel like they're better than us right now. But, you know, if we play against them, the intensity is going to be high. The energy is going to be flowing because we feel like we got something to prove against them. Right. And um, we feel like we're going to beat the crap out of them when we see them again. 
because from their coaching staff, their players, their fans, we just didn't tolerate the disrespectful disrespectfulness they 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 put out from Arkansas. And, uh, yeah, I see. Like I said, I didn't get to go on the trip, but I just see all types of stuff on the internet, this and that, and you know, I'm a firm believer in my coach. I'm a firm believer in what he do, and um, for him to for him to get disrespect, for him to be mad on what they did, I'm gonna be bad too, and um, uh, I would love to see Arkansas. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there from Zepp Jesper, and credit, of course, to Locked On Auburn. Okay, so a few things. One, I am dying laughing at the fact that Auburn, a team that is, that won the SEC regular season and is probably going to be a one seed in the NCAA tournament, they are like so mad still about Arkansas beating Auburn like a month ago. Like they're still very upset and it's very much on their mind. So as a Razorback fan, I would take that as a compliment because of all the games that they've played, you're the one that stands out and you're the one that stings the most. Uh, so that's that's kind of flattering. Uh, but number one, uh, number two, and like I get that, you know, he's talking about the amount of disrespect that Arkansas showed. I will admit, I don't know all the ins and outs on what was said, what was not said, uh, things that were done on the court or or whatever. I don't know. You don't know. The only people that know are the players and the coaches and all those things. Uh, but the only thing that I could really think about stuff that I've seen would that would be maybe considered as uh, disrespectful was the Devo Davis dunk at the end, which even if you wanted to make that into some form of disrespect, uh, you probably shouldn't have ran over to him, which I think was Wendell Green or whatever his name is. You probably should have ran over to him for no reason because you knew he was going to dunk it. And then when he came back down, uh, he put he put his balls on your chin. And then, you know, you're you're taking that as some form of disrespect because that image, that picture, that video, that everything was circulated, 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 where you became the running joke where not only did you lose, not only did you take the L, but you took an even bigger L by doing that at the end of the game when there was no reason for it. So if that's the form of disrespect that he's referring to, maybe I could see that and maybe you're just trying to motivate yourself. But besides this, like, let's be honest about this, Auburn. You danced on the middle of the court. You danced on the Razorback logo at Bud Walton Arena. You did that. And all the Auburn fans and all the Auburn players say, well, we do that every game. We do that every game. We do that every game. Then stop doing it every game because Tennessee said the same thing. Florida said the same thing. Don't dance on our logo. You have an entire half of the court dedicated to you guys over there practicing and warming up. You can dance and do all your stuff right there in the middle of that half court, right there at the free throw line. Do it there. But you know that it's a bad move. You know that people are going to take it as a form of disrespect. And then you try to play dumb and try to play, well, we do it every game. We do it on our own. Okay, well, it ain't your court. Whatever you be doing on your court ain't working. Like if I'd say the same thing if Arkansas would dance on the Razorback logo all the time, but in home games, but then go on the road and then do it there, I'd be like, yeah, don't do that. People are going to take it as a form of disrespect. So Auburn, you disrespected Arkansas first. You did that. And then like people were talking about, well, what is stuff that the students did when the when the team was walking in 
uh, from the bus. And, and, you know, they said a lot of things. Well, this just in, fans are going to do mean things to opposing teams that come into their arena. Welcome to SEC play. Welcome to sports. It's going to happen. So for you to say that that would be a form of disrespect, have you played basketball before? Do you know what it's like in this conference? It just means more goes a long way, and it means more. Not saying it's right, but it's part of it because I guarantee you, your Auburn fans, your students, when other teams came in, they probably did the same thing. So I don't want to hear that form of disrespect. Musselman and, and the players who disrespected you, your players or coaches, you talk about Bruce Pearl and how you're disrespected. Again, we don't know what was said. We don't know what was done. But, you know, somebody I saw an Auburn fan was like, well, Musk took his shirt off and was celebrating and dancing around like a fool after they beat Auburn. Bruce Pearl does the same thing. The dude literally is taking his shirt off in celebration too. Okay? So I ain't buying that either. What it sounds like is that Auburn took an L in a way that they hadn't, their first L of the of the conference season. They got punched in the mouth. They got the crowd storming the court. It was all over social media. Everyone was saying Arkansas is back, baby. They beat Auburn, and it, they didn't know how to take it. They were so mad. And that it just goes to show you once again why Auburn basketball is not a blue blood right now and is far, 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 far away from becoming some sort of great program, like historically or even where the way they're trending. If you get that upset by something like that, you can tell you haven't been good at basketball for long at all. Like, if you get upset by stuff like that, like, that happens to Kentucky all the time. That happens to Duke, North Carolina. These big-time programs, that type of stuff happens to them all the time. And they don't whine and cry about it and act like they got disrespected. But because you're Auburn, because you've been an absolute and total irrelevant basketball program for pretty much the beginning of time, now that you're starting to have some little success, you believe that everybody's out to get you and that you will not be disrespected. You demand to be treated with respect. Okay, well, respect is not something that matters. It shouldn't be something you care about. If a team storms the court against you, take it as a compliment. All right? Don't try to act like you're being disrespected when you're a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. When you win the SEC, no one's disrespecting you. But when you completely and totally play the victim card, as if you know everyone's counting you out and everyone's doubting you and being disrespectful to you because they storm the court against you when they win, like, are you that stupid? Do you, do you not know how basketball works? Do you not know what it's like to be good in basketball? Because apparently you don't. And Razorback fans, you know, I'm speaking to us too, like people who grew up as Razorback fans. We are, I, in my opinion, the second best basketball program in the SEC. Now, people will say Florida because the most recent championships, I get it. But like I've said before, I feel like to be considered one of those programs or a top-tier program, you have to be more so of a program, not more so of just a coach. Florida had Billy Donovan. Great. That's awesome. Arkansas has had two Hall of Fame coaches. And with Musk right now, if he plays his cards right and keeps going up, who knows? Maybe he'll be one too. But they got at least two. Kentucky has a ton. And really, Arkansas is the only other job in the SEC that's had that type of success where they had two Hall of Fame coaches. So um, either way, that's just my opinion on the matter. But still, 
even Arkansas fans, if the court got rushed against them, they're not going to talk about being disrespected. Now, some will because they're always going to find crazies. But the players aren't going to. The players aren't going to be like, man, they disrespected us. I can't wait to play them again. You know, just it's just so freaking me out, man. He's just I want to beat them so bad. You know, they disrespected our coach. Well, how? Their coach took their shirt off. Ooh, call the police. Arrest the man. How dare he? I just crack up. I crack up at all of this. This is so dumb. Like, get over yourselves, Auburn. It'll be okay. You're the best team in the SEC. And honestly, if Arkansas faces you again in the SEC tournament, you'll probably win. You're a better team. You're supposed to win. Arkansas is a really good team, too. But without Odyssey, Tony especially, you should beat Arkansas. Great. Go out and do it. But to act like that Arkansas did something so, like, horrific to you, like, what did they do? It sounds like you're just being kind of a whiny little baby about everything, too. So, but that's <laughs> what happens when you're a program that's been to like 10 NCAA tournaments in your entire franchise or program or whatever. Ooh, you guys got a lot to learn. Let me tell you that. I do love March Madness, though. And this is part of it, even though it's not technically part of the madness when it comes to postseason. But we've already seen some buzzer beaters, some games, all that stuff. And I love all the brackets. But the pro thing is, is, I can't remember the last time I actually won some of these brackets. So I'm hedging my bets this year. I'm going with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. It's an NCAA game, single game pick'em where it pits star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Start focusing on the players and know what the best gameplay is that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. The simply the, they simply post the set of players for you to take on with the set of players you choose. And Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get on your sports action fix. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes, and that's what fantasy really is meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% uh, match on your first deposit. Again, stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions will apply. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so you got some more accolades coming in for Razorback basketball, and I wanted to give a shout out uh, to these individual players and actually to the SEC because you got it right. You got it right. I still think, though, full disclosure, it's dumb that the SEC is able to put forth eight, or in this case, nine players on the all-SEC first team. That is stupid. No other sport does that. It should be five and five. Five on the first team, five on the second team. You know why? Because you can't have more than five players out on the court. That's how I think it should be. I don't mind it if it's like seven just because sometimes those players come off the bench and they play a significant role too. But nine players on the SEC first team is, is absurd. Like, that's pretty much having two teams on the first team. Like, I, I don't like that. But either way, I like it this year especially because J.D. Notay and Jalen Williams were voted first team All-SEC by the league's coaches. And also Jalen Williams added in the SEC All-Defensive Team honors. And, of course, the conference announced this today. Now, here's the coolest stat about it all. Notay and Williams are the first pair of Razorbacks to be selected to the coaches' all-SEC first team 
since Scotty Thurman and uh, Scotty Thurman and Corliss Williamson accomplished the feat in the 94 and 95 seasons. Pretty good company to keep. Uh, it's also apparently Todd Day and Lee Mayberry were named first team all SEC by the AP in 92, and both were named the coaches all SEC team, one team, 11 members. So, uh, so good for them. Like, I just, I'm so glad that they got this right. And I'm so glad that, uh, they got the honors that they deserve because I think JD Note may should have been all defensive team too, because I think his defense was vastly underrated and something that was, uh, especially with his steals and everything, he was really good at. But, Hey, I'll take first team for both of these players because they absolutely deserve it. And it's amazing to think, too, that in the SEC, where it's a conference that has so much uh, star power and has been so good, especially with the top four teams, and top four teams all have a realistic chance of making the final four, for Arkansas to have two of those members on that first team is big. It's huge. And I just think that uh, the way that Arkansas has played the games this year and the way that Notan and Williams especially have been able to continue on and do the things that they've been doing has been huge as well. So I'm just glad that they got honored for it. I'm glad that they actually got the credit that they deserve. That being said, though, <clears throat> it's like I want the expectation to continue. Like now it even more so where it's like, okay, you got two of the best players in the SEC on one team. And you also have some other really good players that uh, maybe not been all SEC but could have been perfectly capable of being into the mix too, depending on what game it is and what night it is. Like you have all the pieces, you have all the makings, like you have all the talent to be able to be that team that can make it to the NCAA tournament or make a run into the NCAA tournament. Like I firmly believe that. <coughs> and I also believe that um, if Arkansas can get the most out of these two guys, uh, especially in postseason play, then that's going to come down to them. Like, you know, Arkansas always had this thing where – in previous years, they only go as far as these particular players went. Like last year, Moses Moody and Justin Smith were kind of the guys that, not saying other guys couldn't step up, but those were the two solid rock guys that you could count on every game to go get theirs. Previous year, it was Moses, or not Moses Moody, uh, uh, Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe, kind of the same thing. Uh, the year before that was Daniel Gafford and Mason Jones. The year before that, Jalen Barford and Daryl Macon. A couple of years before that, it was you know, Moses, uh, Moses, Moses Kingsley. I kept wanting to say Moses Moody, Moses Kingsley, and uh, you know Dusty Hannah's was was part of that too. Bobby Portis and Michael Qualls. Like it seemed like you've always had these duos of guys that you had to rely on and count on to be able to have the high level success that you needed to have. But considering that this is the first time that you've had first team All SEC guys from your duo that you need to count on since 1995. I think it just goes to show you just how elite these players are. Like all the players I just mentioned were really good players. Macon and Barford were really good. Dusty and, and Moses were really good. Uh, Moses Moody and Justin Smith were really good. Um, and, you know, Qualls and Portis, we know that they were really good. In fact, I think Qualls was second team that year and Portis was first team, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, since this is the first time that you've had both get all SEC, it just shows you where they're at and how great they've been and how, if they continue to build upon their performances so far this year, uh, it's just it's got to make you feel like uh, you got a real good chance and a real legitimate chance of making the final four. I don't think JD Note comes back next year, though. I know he's eligible to. I know that uh, if he wanted to, he could, but I don't think he is. And I'm not saying he's going to go NBA. I don't think I don't think he's going to be drafted. But I don't think that he's going to be around 
next season. I think he may try his hand at the G League or overseas or whatever. He's going to play basketball professionally somewhere, and that's fine. Good for him. I'm, I'm going to be all on board for him going on because of the recruiting class Arkansas has coming in next year. That's going to be so guard heavy. I understand if he wants to leave, and I think Razorback fans need to understand that too and be completely fine with it. Jalen Williams is the interesting one because I still don't think he leaves. I still think he wants to stay at least one more year at Arkansas. And I think because he's an Arkansas kid, it maybe means a little bit more to him. But as of, if, I, if I had a gun to my head right now, I would say Jalen Williams comes back. And if you think about that, Arkansas is going to have, without a doubt, preseason first team all SEC, Jalen Williams coming back next year. And then the number two recruiting class in the country littered with NBA talent and also returning guys like Devo Davis, uh, maybe Aldis Tony as well. Next year could be even more successful and even more fun. Now, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I don't want to start talking crazy, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. It could happen. So, uh, yeah, I, I I think it's awesome that they won those awards. I think J.D. Note's gone because I know a lot of people ask me about that. What do you think about J.D. Note? I think he's gone. I'd love for him to come back. But just looking at trends and, and everything, he needs to go. And he'd be, and it'd be fine for him going because that's uh, something that could work out for him. But uh, congratulations to both of them. Very well-deserving for first-team All-SEC for J.D. Note and Jalen Williams. Uh, March Madness is just going to be starting up next week. It's amazing. So you need to start thinking now, right now, about where you're going to be running your back brackets this year. Don't go for the stupid usual like ESPN and CBS. Go to runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers different game types that you can choose from, and they have options for editing scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks more so than any other of ESPN or CBS, any of those other bracketology things. It, it makes it so much easier. If you got a business, run your pool. We'll help you take some of that madness magic and put alongside your employees or even gain some new customers. Clearly, we believe in run your pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves, and there's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot of a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter pure madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. And also, folks, we know football's over, but basketball's still going strong. And betonline.net has you covered. For all the latest odds, totals, and player performance and props and where to find wherever the next coach is going to be fired is going to land, betonline.net remains your number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to the Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today and your, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, football's still going strong, and we got some uh, big news for Arkansas uh, football and some uh, commits and also uh, a transfer, which, you know, I, I, I laugh at the transfer portal. We always think it's over. We think it's done with. We think we're moving on from it. Yep. Still going strong, and in fact, uh, Arkansas got a new commitment in the transfer portal from Georgia Tech defensive end Jordan Dominic, which, good Lord, did Arkansas need all the defensive linemen that they possibly can. So this is huge. Um, now, you'll probably say, okay, from Georgia Tech, what does that mean? How's that? Okay, well, here you go. He's 6'3", 253. Not the biggest defensive lineman you'll see, but he chose Arkansas 
over Auburn, Iowa State, Nebraska, Penn State, Kansas State, and South Florida, among other programs that showed interest. Okay. That alone right there, I'm like, okay, so he's good enough to play in the SEC. Because if he's got a place to play in Auburn, that's good enough for me that he can play in this uh, league right now. He said, quote, it was just the right place for me at the right time. The coaches were accommodating, inviting, made me seem like home. I know it's just the place I needed to be. I'm looking forward to getting there in Maine, getting to work. I know this is going to be a great decision that I made. He recorded 38 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, and one deflected pass while starting eight games and playing 12 as a junior. As a redshirt sophomore, uh, he recorded a 15.2% pressure rate, according to ESPN. That was eighth most among defensive line players at Power 5 schools. Uh, so that that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that because Arkansas needed desperate help at the defensive line position, and we know that he's going to come, probably come right in and start right away. So that's big. Another big commitment that Arkansas got was from uh, Carson Dean. This is for the 2023 class. Uh, depending on who you look at, I think Rivals has him as a four-star. Uh, 247 Sports has him as a high three-star. But he is an edge rusher, 6'4", 235 pounds out of Carrollton, Texas. Uh, he had offers to, of course, Arkansas, but places like Baylor, also LSU, uh, Missouri, Ole Miss. Let's see, any other? Texas is always a good one. Uh, Baylor, yeah, I mentioned Baylor, Colorado, all the so pretty much he had an offer to a lot of big time schools and decided to make Arkansas where he wanted to reside. So, another big, big uh, get for Arkansas, which of course we know that the uh way that things are going with recruiting and especially the defensive side of things. Uh, yesterday was a really good day for Arkansas, and uh, Barry Odom and all the defensive coaches were doing huge shout outs and all excited about it. So, I look at it as hey, if they're excited about it, I'm excited about it. But that D-line, especially, that uh, that guy was huge because uh, I think that uh, Jordan Dominic is going to be someone that adds to the depth, and that's really the position group that Arkansas has got the most concern at is defensive line across the board. So more bodies can't hurt, especially if they stay healthy. So that's big time for them as well. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. Also, subscribe on YouTube and hit, a hit that like button because when you hit that like button, more people can see it see the greatness that is the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. So hit that like button for me as well. I'd really appreciate it. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. Same sports podcast, same sports time tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.